Grab a drink and have a seat. It's time to chat with the hottest new artists and songwriters around. This is Backport Sippin' with Lindsay. This episode of the Back Porch Sip-In Podcast is brought to you by American Heroes Apparel. Check out their wide selection of shirts, hats, koozies, and stickers at AmericanHeroesStudio.com. Use discount code LINDSAYONAIR20 to get 20% off your order. I proudly wear American Heroes Apparel and you can too, plus save money in the process. American Heroes Apparel, proudly made in Kentucky. What's up guys, it's your host Lindsay on the Back Porch Sip-In Podcast. Super happy to have you join us for episode five hey if this is your first episode thanks so much for finding us happy to have you here about to kick off our fifth interview with one of my favorite girls in town such a sweetheart her name is Kaylee Matthews had the pleasure of knowing Kaylee for a couple years now and very thankful to call her not only a talented lady but an even better friend so Kaylee why don't we kick it off with you just simply introducing yourself and tell us where you're from I'm Kaylee Matthews and I'm actually born and raised in Tucson, Arizona. I lived there for 23 years of my life and decided I wanted to do something different. And I wanted to actually do what my heart wanted and chase my dreams and move to Nashville. So I literally moved 1600 miles away from everyone I knew, everyone I ever loved. I knew absolutely no one in Nashville when I got here. And um, it's been an exciting ride. I've been here three years. I moved here actually St. Patrick's Day of 2018. <laughs> Very first time I ever visited Nashville, I did come on St. Patty's weekend and I was literally not 21. So <laughs> don't that know. limits what you could do. <laughs> yeah. Poor planning um, on my part. <laughs> yeah. I was 23, but I was not going out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've actually never even been to Arizona. Um, I've never even been like that whole side. I don't know. If you would, it, I you guess. would love it. You would totally love it. Like everybody, I feel like everybody sees pictures from like Sedona or the Grand Canyon, which mm-hmm. is more like Northern Arizona, but it's, I think anywhere honestly is beautiful. You have the desert and then Sedona, you get more into the mountains and then Northern, like it's weird. There's actually water there and pine <laughs> trees. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get to make it back home and like play any shows back home or? So uh, when I first moved to Nashville, I was working part-time at the Grand Ole Opry. That's where I started. I was working part-time and I was flying home a lot because I missed everybody yes. <laughs> so much. And not that that's changed at all. Um, but, you know, when COVID hit, then I had to, you know, settle more into a full-time job. And still doing music, but, you know, have that regular day job. So traveling back home is a little tricky, you know, making time for that. Um, I am going to be hopefully heading that way at the end of this year. Really wanting to do a sort of like a hometown show, uh, kind of working out the details with that. Um, I'm releasing an EP this summer, um, and uh, the title track of it is called Home to Me. And so it really kind of plays part of not only where I'm from, but where I am now and how Nashville's become home too. So it kind of plays on both of those places. So Tucson is definitely on the list for getting back and doing a hometown show, which will be really cool because I haven't played in a a bar or a honky tonk back home (laughs) since I moved here. So that will be cool to show them kind of, 
you know, what I've got, the band that I have right now, they're awesome guys. So I'm really excited to get them out there too. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, looking forward to that. I'm sure all of your family's looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> yes. <well. laughs> I know being away from home, my mom's always like, so when are you coming home? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll get around to it. <laughs> I got to save those pennies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Living here, man. You definitely do. <laughs> yes. So what kind of drew you to, um, you know, start a career in the music industry and like specifically the country music industry? Did you always grow up listening to country music? I kind of grew up uh, as a mix. My <laughs> my parents were children of the 80s. So I grew up on 80s music, classic rock. And um, my grandparents listened to country music and my mom always kind of listened to country music. So um, I don't know what it was, really. It just always, I always understood country music the best, I feel like. I always think because it's, you know, the songs are stories. They're about real people's lives. So it's it's easy to connect with them and understand what they're saying because it's probably something that you've experienced in your life. So that's sort of what's always drawing me to country music as well as the I'm a sucker for steel guitar, (laughs) steel guitar and fiddles. Um, Can't blame you there. (laughs) Right. That's always just, I've always loved the sound and um, the harmonies of, of in country music. I've always loved that. And then as I, as I got older, it just sort of became my genre. Like that's what, that's all I listened to. Like when I got my first car, that was like all the stations (laughs) that were programmed into my car. That, that was before Bluetooth by the way. (laughs) As long as I can remember, I've always listened to country music and uh, my parents were really supportive of that. I kind of started in performing in music at a young age. I started about five. Um, I was in a um, group where we learned how to sing and dance and act. And I was really terrible at dancing. So I was like, (laughs) I'm going to be really, really good at singing. So I started training and, and performing and stuff. And that's sort of how it grew. And it just always had my heart and here I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. Going back to, you know, when you were five and in that group and started playing and singing and everything, do you remember the very first song you ever learned? I think the my first solo that I ever sang by myself was, um, in, is actually in that group. It's called Kids Unlimited. And they're still actually in Tucson in my hometown. Uh, but okay. the first song I ever sang was Someday My Prince Will Come. And I was dressed as Snow White and my mom still has the costume. She made it for me. <laughs> uh, that was the first song that I got to sing. And all the other girls were dressed as the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm glad you remember that. Like, there's no way you could ever forget that story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the tallest. So I guess I looked more adult <laughs> to be Snow White. The other ones are shorter. <laughs> They're like, she can be the one. (laughs) That's awesome. 2020, you released your debut single, Crashing Down. Mm -hmm. How did you pick that song? Why why was it that one? That had to be the very first one. So before I moved out to Nashville, I started getting really into the music scene back home. I, uh, as an adult, I hadn't done really too much I guess you could say honky tonking as far as performing at the local bars and stuff. And so uh, the year before I moved, I really got into that and I wanted to get as much experience. And uh, I got into a group called Arizona Originals 
where it was basically introducing the idea of the songwriter rounds that Nashville is so famous for. And it was the same thing, just replicated in my hometown. And so I started doing that. And that's where I really started writing. I hadn't done much writing before that. I always thought my ideas were too silly to be real songs. (laughs) So I really started to take it more seriously. And Uh, I would say Crashing Down was probably the first song that I really, not that I was proud of, but that I felt like it was something that I had put my whole heart into that I could release and be comfortable with other people hearing what I had to say in that song. And um, it's actually a true story about a hard time in my life. Putting it out to the world, it's very vulnerable, but also at the same time, it's very healing in a way too. And the response that we got from that song has been incredible. I'm still, I'm still like surprised when I see the numbers that that song um, got in the streams on Spotify and YouTube. I don't know what happened, but YouTube, that, <laughs> that song blew up over there. And so seeing how other people reacted to that song, I can't even explain what that feels like. You know, it's like when you're the only kid that has the different pair of tennis shoes and then you see someone else in the hallway that has them too that's sort of what it (laughs) felt like like other people understand you know and they've maybe felt this before and giving you it's giving people a voice I guess yeah absolutely I mean if you can't think about a time when your heart was broke (laughs) country music and for you you know (laughs) (laughs) yes your dog your girlfriend your husband (laughs) your truck Exactly. Something has happened to you. (laughs) Yes. So was that one a solo write or did you co-write it with somebody? Uh, So that song is actually a solo write. Actually, all of the songs that I've done, except for uh, the one I have just released, is um, all on my own. Hopefully people are liking it so far. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even a more reason to be, you know, extremely proud. I know, very scary feeling when you're releasing music, especially when you're like, yeah, just wrote this all on my own um hopefully you like it (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad because I'm like when you write by yourself it's one of those like co-writing is is cool I feel like you have to find your like niche of people that are that are creative like they inspire you but you also can challenge each other in your writing whereas like solo writing you know you write a line and you're like look it over and you're like that is the dumbest thing I've, I've ever <laughs> I've ever seen scratch that you're gonna try this again solo writing it's cool but it is you know you're constantly like are people gonna like this or understand what I'm saying yeah and then you didn't really slow down because this year you've already released <laughs> another song so unconditional wrote it about your boyfriend I did <laughs> <laughs> so that one was probably a little easier to write I would imagine oh yes I sort of wanted to do that on purpose I guess in a way to tell the story so Kaylee moves to Nashville this is her story before this was that chapter And at the end of Crashing Down, I won't spoil it in case people haven't listened to it yet, but I'm one that in tragedy and in heartbreak, there's also lessons to be learned from that. And so the end of Crashing Down, I'll just tell you it ends on a positive note. So (laughs) moving into this year, 2021, with the release of Unconditional, I wanted to kind of keep with that, with this year, how that song it's not only, you know, about my boyfriend, but about really finding, finding my soulmate 
and how you can tell the difference when you listen to Crashing Down. You can hear, I think you can hear it, not only like the lyrics, but also in the sound of my voice, you can hear the difference between the two, just in a much better state of mind. And, you know, of course, happy, happy too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I was definitely going to mention that, you know, for those listening, um, Kaylee and I have been friends for for a couple years now, um, met while we were working at the Opry. So, and then obviously boyfriend (laughs) working at the Opry with us. I can tell you, you know, from when I first met you, it's just so incredible to see the change and to see how, you know, how bright you're shining and how happy you, you really truly are. And like you, you can see that versus what I seen when I very first moved to town and the Kaylee I first met Mm -hmm. those songs, just, I, I definitely can tell such a big difference. So. It's incredible. Thank you. That's yeah. so sweet. That's the power of music. You know, like when I first moved here, people asked, like, people ask you, what's your advice to people that want to come here? Right. And my advice is always just be you. Because when you come to Nashville, I will tell you, I was one of them. I would get off work and I would go and I would just bounce from honky tonk to honky tonk on Broadway, just listening to all these people. And it becomes very overwhelming. You're like, all these people can do what I can do. Like, how am I going to stand out? How am I going to be different? And so I think as you find your way and you find your voice and your sound, that's just going to, it's going to happen on its own. You know, if you try to force things, it never works. Right. But if you just are genuine and authentic and true to yourself, it's going to work out the way that it's supposed to. And in my music journey this far, it's, it's happened. Yeah, it <laughs> happened course. that way. Unconditional um, actually gained some radio play, some airplay, um, you know, on UK country radio. One, how did that happen? <laughs> and then two, how was that? You know, the very first time you ever heard it, that had to have been like a full circle moment, all kinds of emotions. So talk me through, you know, that very first time hearing it. Yeah, so that was a sort of a surreal thing. Um, we started just kind of doing some research. Uh, when I launched Crashing Down, Actually, it was pretty split. My numbers in stream wise from all music platforms was pretty split between the US and the UK. And uh, so we were like, well, if we're getting this good of a response in the UK, like we'd love to keep that going. I would love to go to (laughs) to Europe or anywhere, you know, to travel for music. So uh, we were saying, let's keep that going. And so we just kind of started researching and we stumbled upon UK radio and um, started talking to the guys that work over there. Alan, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we just started talking to them over there. We sent them um, my songs, the music that I had released. And um, he wrote us back and he's like, yeah, for sure. Like, I want to do a write up. So I got to be a featured artist on UK radio. My profile is actually still up there. So you can check it out on their website. Uh, tells my bio and you know about the releases that I have the first time that we got to hear it they have a mobile app like a a mobile app but then they also have it on their website that was so so surreal you know (laughs) to to be holding you know your device in your hand and and they before it plays they come on the radio and they're talking about they're talking about me and they're talking about this song and you know like what it's about and who it's by and I was like is this real life is this really happening (laughs) we actually we actually recorded it um playing you know just so that we could keep that because it's it's crazy to hear that for the first time and then it was really cool because 
I have a friend, um, Stephanie, she's in um, Scotland. She actually was listening to it on like her Alexa. So like she sent me a video of her listening to it all the way over in Scotland. So that's really cool too, as we're starting to meet people and make connections. And my newest single actually is featured on UK radio this week, actually. Oh, very cool. You just released that new single. What is the song and who'd you write it with? Yeah, so this one is called Love Nashville. And I wrote it with my great friend, uh, Dave Smith. He's a phenomenal musician and producer actually as well. So we wrote it together in a day (laughs) and then uh, we recorded it a week later. And then a week later, I got the mix back and uh, Dave, actually, he not only sings the male harmony part on this on the track, but he also plays every instrument on it as well, except for the steel guitar. Wow. Yes. <laughs> genius. <laughs> Musical genius. Yeah, that's some talent right there. My gosh. <laughs> Been out almost a full week getting a lot of streams. Um, For anybody listening, it's available on all streaming platforms. And it's about Mm -hmm. everything that you love with Nashville. So what would you say your favorite spot is in Nashville? That's so hard. I mean, I feel like people are gonna just be like, that's such a typical answer. But like, (laughs) (laughs) but like, obviously, there's two. Okay, there's Okay, wait, maybe I lied. There's three. (laughs) I I would say the top cliche, but it's true. And then being part of it, you know, the the Opry, I think will always have a piece of my heart. It was the first place that I found friends and I got to see the magic behind what it is. And my job literally was getting to tell thousands of people (laughs) what makes the Opry so special and being an artist and being in the music industry, as I know, you know, Lindsay, like there's nothing comparable to that, getting to share your love for something that you really are passionate about. So I think the Opry will always be that for me, that in the rhyme and just in the history that they have, I've always been like a history nerd. So, <laughs> um, just knowing, you know, not just where all the greats have stood, but all of those people that it's taken to get to where we are, you know, there's something very powerful about that. Those will always be too. But then I also, I have to give a shout out to, to, I'm, I'm very sad because I just found out about this like a week ago, but um, the Texas Troubadour Theater, which is over in Music Valley, close to the, um, if you don't know what that, that was, it actually is where the Ernest Tubb uh, record shop had their Midnight Jamboree show, which was a free um, show that you could actually go in and sit and watch them tape the show. And then it aired at midnight every Saturday after the Grand Ole Opry. As a broke musician, when I first moved to town, I went pretty much every Saturday because sometimes you would get to see artists that had just played the Opry play there, or you'd see, you know, older country artists that, you know, maybe aren't touring anymore, but they would go and they would just tell stories about the road or the people that they worked with. So it was always really inspiring. Um, Just a, just a shout out. They're hosting their last show. So if you get to, if you're in town, check out the Texas Troubadour before before they close. After that, it's going to move back to downtown on Broadway. It'll move back to the Ernest Tubb record shop. They're going to do the broadcast from there. What would you say probably is your absolute favorite thing about what you do? Oh, you ask hard questions. 
I ask like the make you think questions. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. I think that it it might sound it might sound weird to someone that that's never like been on been on stage, but maybe people will relate to this. But I think the the coolest thing is for 90 minutes to two hours, I'm on stage telling stories about things in, in my life somehow in a way they're also talking to other people about the things in their life. Whether you mean for that to happen or not, I think that's what music always does, you know? That famous quote where words fail, music speaks, you know? I feel like that's probably the coolest. The coolest thing is you might not have anything in common with someone sitting out in your audience, but they know every word to the song that you're, you know, the song that you're singing about a terrible time in your life or a happy time in your life. And that, I don't think that, I don't think you could ever get tired of that, you know, knowing that you are somehow impacting other people. Music is definitely like one of the biggest healing things, thankfully. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know you've been real busy, you know, working on these, these new projects and of course still continuing to do a lot of songwriting. But when you do get free time, you like to do a whole lot of traveling um, like myself. So oh, yes, <laughs> I love being able to keep up and, you know, see all these awesome weekend trips or day trips being in Nashville. Luckily, we're like placed in the perfect spot where <laughs> yes. you have like an incredible amount of day trips that you could take and, <laughs> you know, never be bored in the past year or so. What would you say is probably your favorite trip that you guys have gotten to take? I think one of the neatest actually was we went to uh, this is just a, a day trip. We went to Tupelo, Mississippi, which is only, it's about like three hours from Nashville. And that's actually the birthplace of Elvis. So, you know, everybody knows Memphis, um, which is where Graceland was, but we actually got to see his boyhood home. We actually got to walk inside that like totally blows your mind. Like just seeing how they lived in a two room house. They didn't even have running water or their own bathroom. They had outhouses for the community, you know? And it's also really cool on the property, they have a a chapel. The church is actually the same building. They moved it from where it originally was, and then they restored the inside. And it's really cool if you get to do the tour, they um, make you feel like you're actually in what a service would have been like when Elvis was alive. So when he was a boy, it's really cool. So if you get to do that, definitely check it out. And then of course they have tons of memorabilia in there and it's cool because he not only, you know, everybody knows he not only did rock and roll, but he branched into blues and also into country and gospel. So you kind of get to see all those parts of Elvis. That was really neat. Wow. That is very cool. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Yes. Not too far either. Yeah. There you go. So other than traveling, do you have any other hobbies, um, you know, besides music? I like to cook. Okay. And <laughs> I don't think I'm like a chef or anything, but <laughs> I do like to cook. I like I like to entertain people. I guess that sort of goes with music too, but like hosting and stuff like that. And then I have a dog. If you guys follow me on social media, you will see lots about Emmy. She's always she's always on my stories. Uh, my dog, her name's Emmy Lou. She's three, and I'm obsessed. What can I say? 
<laughs> I know you did mention at the beginning you are, you know, set to release that new EP coming out. When can we expect some new music? Yes. Yeah, so Love Nationals just released about a week ago. And then um, we're kind of tentatively waiting just to see how things play out. You know, we're still in this sort of limbo period right now. Uh, a lot of the the bars and honky tarks, they're, they're opening up, which is great. Um, but, you know, they also are taking care of a lot of local artists. So booking has been a little bit weird right now. Um, but hopefully we'll have a for sure date closer to, I would say closer to like June. We should have a for sure launch date by then. Okay, very cool. If people want to check out your new music, or stay connected with you, check out photos of Emmy Lou. <laughs> How can they find you, you know, on the internet and stay connected with you? Yeah, so you guys can uh, follow me on, of course, Instagram. That's one of my favorite platforms, that and uh, Facebook. I have a TikTok. <laughs> Don't make fun of my TikToks. They are not very good. I'm trying to figure that out. So if anyone has tips, please let me know. Help a sister out. Uh, and then I also have my own website as well. It has links to all of those things. It kind of makes things easier. Um, it's just KayleeMatthews.com. Matthews is with one T that always throws people off. Um, but the website is cool too, because you can actually sign up on my website to be uh, like a fan member and it will tell you what upcoming shows I have. Um, so it'll keep things on your calendar if you're interested in seeing a show when I'm close to you. So everybody might as well just head over there, sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, makes it easy. <laughs> yeah. Kaylee, it's been wonderful catching up with you, you know, and hearing your story. I just know without a doubt you're about to blow up and, and take off. Oh. So I'm very glad we were able to get you on um, before you do that and before <laughs> you get too busy for me. <laughs> but of course, thank you so much for joining me on Back Porch Sipping. Thank you, Lindsay. This was awesome. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Sipping with Lindsay. Subscribe now to stay up to date and hear new episodes first. Be sure to like and follow us at Back Porch Sipping POD.